You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 749, a look back at who's who in the Legion, issue one. Welcome to episode 749 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Vacation Kid. So because I'm on vacation, I'm going to post an episode, and this one is all the way from 12 years ago uh, when we did the first issue of Who's Who in the Legion. So you heard us last week in current times uh, doing the uh, issue five of, of Who's Who, and here's when we first started doing that a dozen years ago. And uh, here's how we took care of the first issue. And with no further ado, here it is. And welcome to episode 143 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am Bat Boy. Bat Boy. I kind of like that a bit better. No, we went to a baseball game today. So it was Jan's first ever baseball game. What? what? I know, right? She's never well, she's been. She's not American, so I suppose that's okay. I guess, but but, and it's only her second pro sports event. Well, I happy Fourth of July to her. Well, exactly. And so we went to see the Jays play the Philadelphia Phillies. So in honor of Jamie D, I, I wore a Phillies hat. Woohoo! And they lost, but well Aww. done. I tried. <laughs> the Philly. I love it when a plant comes together. But they won yesterday, so it was all good. What what is the Philly mascot called? I the have, Philly freak, the Philly fanatic. Yeah, something like that. So okay. the fanatic, I think. Yeah, the fanatic. Yeah, I don't know. I always keep mixing it up with the one from the Simpsons. Uh, so. uh, <laughs> our, ours is horribly inappropriate. So <laughs> you know, shocking. Small. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> used to, hey, it got better. It used to be Chief Nakahoma. So, well, and you yeah. see, of course, uh, <laughs> what, what, what I, you know, uh, Jan was like, how can you not cheer for the Jays? And I'm like, yeah, they haven't done anything for me since the last time they beat the Phillies, which was, of course, the year after they beat your Braves in the uh, World Series. So, well, uh, oh, yeah, so this is what that? we have. This is what we have to hold on to. Are, are, are you Janet Jackson? <laughs> yeah, they had they had that uh, two year run and then. Nothing. Boom. Well, then there was the strike. Then there was the strike. And uh, oh, yeah. And their payroll uh, kind of went down. So. Well, what's worse? I mean, the Braves would always get to the World Series and they only managed to win it once. So, you know. There you go. That's true. Our, guy, our guys got there twice and, and won twice. walked away with it twice, yeah. Coming in second six times is, is horrible, folks. Like I tell you. So. <laughs> there you go. And, and Susan with that Lucci seg- of baseball. Basically. And, and with basically. that segue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of Susan uh, Lucci's. I am Darren Noel, and I'm so going to miss all my children. No, um, <laughs> I, I, I am grinder guy and, and I'm grinder guy because, um, I had some friends over Friday night and we were watching a movie. Meanwhile, they were both on their iPhones cruising on grinder. Mm. You know, grinder is G R I N D R folks. Do not look it up at work. <laughs> Warn you now. <laughs> it basically tells you how close you are to someone who wants to have sex with you. I always and, knew that, though. And in my building, they, they had ratings like less than 15 feet. 
25 feet, 50 feet. So I'm like, wow, I've got to get a smartphone. So <laughs> that's why uh, that's yeah. why that happened. Yeah, so what, good. like through the ceiling? Hey, Basically. the guy upstairs might want to do you. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that cool? Talk. It's like Gator, but on your iPhone. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't think I need that, to be perfectly honest. Uh. Well, no. You don't need it, but I am a gay man and I might need this. I could think of several uses for it in Reading. <laughs> oh, come on. In Reading, you're set already. You know that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> just that's Bill true. is just itching. He's just uh-huh. itching. <laughs> well, he is itching. Oh, then be careful. I told him to get back to me. <laughs> But he wouldn't listen to me. So. Ointment. Ointment. <laughs> For his moist bits. I like how we're being, you know, relatively vague until. <laughs> Excuse me, queen of inappropriateness. Hello. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and I am Scott Coles, and I am the king of inappropriate, <laughs> according to my wife. So... Take that for what it's worth, I guess. <laughs> I guess you would know, if nothing else. True, true. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Just <laughs> off a stint as best boy at hey, my yeah. friend's wedding. Best boy, so I had bat to do a speech boy. and everything. Wow, you had to talk? I did, and you guys, I totally didn't get drunk beforehand. Oh, <laughs> I had like three beers. And and how many times during the actual speech was it like, oh, take a drink? Only twice. Okay. That's, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. Oh, oh, in the appropriate spots. Gotcha. Gotcha. It wasn't like. Right. Well, I was just up there going, well, let's face it. Brian, that, Brian, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That was Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have to start well, no, thinking all, of verbal all. traps to to get Paul to say it now because <laughs> he's yeah. so aware <laughs> of his phrases apparently yeah. apparently I nearly set myself on fire doing fireworks but other than that it was fine apparently oh. sweetie Apparently, it's 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 like he's he's looking for a uh, you know I, I, <laughs> there is no independent uh, corroboration on this. So I have sure. no proof. There's no photographic evidence as far as I can tell. So <laughs> I'm going by hearsay. Ah. And for the record, I was not trying to tip over the porta potty. I was just hammering on it to scare the people inside. <laughs> wow. That's, that's that out of the way. Let the record show. I would like <laughs> the record to show that. Uh, send all emails to Scott Coles at. Indeed. And of course, Matt is on a mission in deep space. Yes, he is. He's out there with the corn or something. The children of the corn. Mm. Ooh. Me, 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 me. That, that movie freaked me out when I was a kid. No doubt. Well, it's a little freaky. Yeah. It's yeah. about as freaky as Village of the Damned. Kind of the same. Was that, was that the one with Christopher Reeve? They, they made a remake with him. Okay. Okay. Oh, that okay. That's Superman. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, oh right. That was super. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> a little different. <laughs> well, wait, what was the horror film with, with Christopher Reeve in it? Superman oh, that's right. 3. Superman 3. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Superman 4 is way scarier. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I'll give yeah. you that. I'll sorry. That. No. No. I love Superman 3. I hey, wish- <laughs> who, who played, uh, who played uh, Ato- Atomic Man or whatever it was in uh, Superman 4? 
no cares. idea. I hope he died of cancer, though. Oh, my oh, God. Damn. King, oh, of, inappropriate. King of inappropriate. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, yes. melanoma from all the sunlight. Come on. All right, guys. Let's just let's try and keep it a little bit clean because Biblio Mike is back and he might oh, be gosh. listening with his kid. Gosh, so. golly. I'm, I'm so terribly sorry. Biblio oh, Mike? He's so mean. Yeah, Biblio Mike. He's been away for a while, but he's, he's oh. back. He was on the forum uh, this week. Hi, Biblio Mike. That forum is, of course, at forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. Is okay. Biblio Mike like Mike with Bible or Mike in a bookstore? I, I get the impression it's library. like library. Yeah, library. Yeah, yeah that's 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 that's, that's how I interpreted it anyway. Okay. Just yeah. esta biblioteca. Mon stilo e grande Jean. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <Zutalors>. <laughs> Exactly. So we're gonna do something a little different this week. We are because there's no DC news except, except. that um, several retailers are beginning to. Um, make noises about good offers for all 52 titles. And, and they're also, they're going, they're having these uh, retailer summits all over the place and um, retailers coming away in, in, in very good spirits about the whole thing. Which is pretty darn amazing considering, I think. They're so gullible. Well, maybe. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's in marked contrast to the, you know, if you read uh, Brian Hibbs column the day after it was announced, um, you know, negative, 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 negative. But the people who are going to these summits, they're coming away pretty positive about it. And um, so all remains to be seen. It does. It but, does. But there's, a, there's, a big ad, there's a big ad spend going into it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're definitely putting their money where their mouth is. That's true. They're not just saying, yeah, we're going to put an ad in Comic Buyer's Review. You know, hello. exactly. Woo, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, you've already got them. Okay, folks. Yeah, no, they're talking like TV ads. Uh, you know. Well, I heard that, that they were actually putting ads at the end of the, like the Green Lantern movie now, or at the beginning, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. About I the heard uh, someone the, mentioned the, that they had seen some when they went to see the movie itself. I yeah. didn't see the ad, but I was opening weekend, so maybe they they put it on there since then. So. Entirely possible, and and it might not be in all in all markets because I mean the thing is, um, uh, the theater gets like the promo reels. And so it, it all depends on how they play it out. So, it, you know, that could have been just a, hey, we got to squeeze in two more screenings of this thing on opening weekend. And um, yeah. that's not going to happen. See, what I wanted is to see do free comic book day every time a DC movie opens. But at the theater. Well, they it, like like an eight page quickie comic book that you get that with your ticket. Yeah, well, hey, you know, well, when yeah, I, why not give away like the free comic book day issue or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. have it, have it out there. You know, the, giving them away anyway. So take a tip from com- from from crack dealers: the first taste is always free. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. No, it, absolutely, it and crack. you know, I I I found a comic store to shop in and 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 shop there for for several years when uh, when I went to see the Fantastic Four movie. And they had a booth set up out there, and they had a bunch of you know FF trades. So I picked up the uh, the Burn Volume One trade, and uh, they were doing a a good chunk of business. And and he had a bunch of wall books up as well, and just sort of stuff to show some of the variety of what they had. That's a smart move, you know. It, it's a smart move to uh, to kind of make that uh, that contact with theaters in your area, and uh, and be able to do something. But for for DC, for what they can do is something like get you know get the free comic book day thing out there, get that out there because not only does it give you the um, 
you know, the, the, the skinny on, on Green Lantern's origin, but it's also got the Flashpoint promo, and that's what's going on right now. True. Now, mm-hmm. there's, there's been talk that they're putting together a sampler um, for, for the new title. Uh, I miss the DC samplers. Well, the, the, that's what someone was comparing it to, and I'm not sure what the details are or how much of it's rumor or, or, or what the scoop is. But that's another thing is, is yeah, you know, well, they already kind of had their movie. And uh, so, so that, that, that part's done. But, you know, some way of getting this stuff out there, getting into, you know, reaching out into different areas, you know, not not just standing outside the comic shop handing it out. But uh, but, you know, but or maybe providing them to the comic shop so that they can do some kind of local community outreach mm-hmm. and, um, and and find and find, you know, getting floppies in the hands. Yeah, yeah. 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 Put yeah. the stuff in, in people's hands. You know, it, it's it's like anything. It's it's like anything you hand out. Uh, you, you get like you, you, you hand out a bunch of coupons and this happens for any business. They hand out a bunch of coupons and they maybe get like a 10 percent redemption rate. But the idea is that you're, you're looking after you're looking out to get the, those those 10 percent that weren't buying from you before. Exactly. And finding a way to to encourage them to buy. And so reaching out beyond just, you know, the signpost outside the door. And uh, and that's really what they're going to need to do. And uh, and certainly, you know, reaching into, uh, you know, I mean, is it enough to just advertise in superhero stuff? Well, not really. You know, it's it's yeah. like like um, you got those guys already. Yeah. They're under control. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, it's things like going after, like, the G.I. Joe crowd for the, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Blackhawks series, right? Because, I mean, they've got, they've got a writer who's apparently quite well known to people who are, who are G.I. Joe fans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that's the kind of thing that you want to, you know, you, you just want to reach out. Totally. So, so hopefully that's the... Touch someone. <laughs> okay. Darren needs, a, Darren needs a smartphone jingles, first, Scott. But yeah, boy, how do I need a smartphone? <laughs> All right, so... Oh, sorry, what? What were you talking about? What? So anyway, what, what we wanted to do was kind of... Uh, we've, we've just come off sort of dealing with three different eras of Legion. We've, of course, uh, finished up some stuff with the three, with the three boot. Then we um, did a bit of retro boot. And uh, last week we did two issues of, uh, of the Archie Legion as well. So it, it seems like it's a good time to sort of take a, a little look at at, at at Legion history and just figure out, yes, who is who. And uh, so Luckily today we have a handy reference guy. Fortunately, yes. So this will, of course, be dealing with the pre-crisis Legion. But what we're going to do is we're going to go sort of through the history part of it. And then we'll get into some of the characters that are in there and, you know, what the, what the changes are and that sort of thing. So the, the book that we're using as reference is uh, Who's Who in the Legion. Actually, Paul, it oh, is sorry. 1988. It's, so it's yeah, I was going to say it's post-crisis. It's post-crisis. Oh, sorry. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. So the pre-Zero Hour Legion. Yes. yes. Shall we say pre-five-year-later Legion. Yes. Um, the Levitt's Legion. Yeah. And uh, and so this is yeah a, a cover date April nineteen eighty eight, and this is uh, issue number one of seven. They can be hard to find. Mm-hmm. I don't Especially have the thing. yeah the older issues, uh, the number seven and the number six and the number five can be very difficult. Yeah, yeah. So I found mine on eBay. So eBay. I I paid way too much for them, but I had the whole set, so I was like, okay, fine, done. Yeah, I got all mine for a dollar each. So there you go. 
but I don't have them all. I, I'm missing two. Which ones are you missing? I'm missing four and six. Wow, there you go. So perhaps, perhaps you'll be we'll be able to pick up the gaps in our collections this At August. Fan Expo. That's right. Well, there you go. That's right. I I, I picked up my uh, my pass bright and early yesterday morning. Goody goody goody. So I will, um, <laughs> or the other morning, some morning. One there was a morning, and I got my my uh, premium pass there, so I get like the cool uh, uh, prints that they that they have with it. Uh-huh. But more importantly, is that uh, I don't have to line up. Yeah, that, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah period. That's, that's awesome because it's a limit. <laughs> they got a limited number of these passes, and uh, and I discovered the uh, the the VIP entrance last year when I was waiting in line, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I couldn't get in there. I couldn't get in there. So, but this year, different story. Oh, different yeah. stories. So yes, I will be looking to fill in some uh, some legion gaps, and there's there's only a few left to fill. But um, then then I can start working on uh, filling in you know the remaining thirty or so issues uh, for the uh, the Archie Legion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I got a handful of issues of Le- legion. Uh, my local comic shop guy had a couple boxes of books. He said, hey, if you want any of these, just take them because I'm just trying to get rid of them. That's awesome. So I got about six issues of L-E-G-I-O-N from like 92 to 94. Cool. So that's cool. Yeah, it's great stuff. I mean, I picked up I picked up a ton of them last year at Fan Expo. And, um, you know, uh, someone was mentioning, I, I can't remember exactly who it was. I can't, I can't remember if it was on the forum or on Facebook, but... Uh, um, they were mentioning that they had read Rebels uh, number one, and it's like, is Vril Docs always? You know, is he is he always <laughs> such a jerk? And it's like, no, yeah, no, yeah. actually, he gets worse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Early he's, in the run, he's kind of tolerable. Wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> and it was it, well, I, I don't, I don't know that he was ever particularly tolerable in the original series. Well, like he, compared he, to later, I mean, he, yeah, he ramped he ramped up to Dick pretty quickly, and. Um, and like Bruce Wayne. Oh. oh. Stop it. We're keeping it clean for Bibliomite. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> well, that's why I am the queen of inappropriate. So there you go. <laughs> and there we have it. But um, so so th- anyway, that was uh, this, there was a bit of talk about about Rebels and about Vril Docs. And uh, that run is just. That that book was a lot of fun. I, I did find a bunch oh, of yeah. the issues of the original Rebel series that didn't last too long, and no, that was pretty much the end of it for perhaps for, for the best. Um, yeah. I, I think once once Kitson was off, it, that's that you know that was he was pretty much after after uh, after Giffen and Grant left, you know Kitson stuck around and he was still kind of the guiding hand with it because he was always involved in the plotting originally and uh, in in the when Giffen and Grant were there. And I find once he left, that 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 was kind of the guiding force gone, and yeah. uh, and that's when it kind of went downhill. Um, but it was neat to see him, you know, stretch out to write a bit. Uh, but it was always nice to see him draw in the book. Oh yeah, true. You know, I mean the the other guys that they had, and there were there were some good artists that that, that also worked on it. But some of it was very much of its era. Yeah, that's for sure. Very much of its era, but uh, you know, Kitson's stuff was just always cool. Very freaking Kitson. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What's not to like? 
Exactly. So, Darren, you want to uh, take us through some of the history of the Legion sure. of Superheroes? We're, the history picks up here from the beginning of the Legion, and it goes through um, the beginning-ish of the shooter run. So we will cover that very briefly for those of you who need to know. The post-crisis Legion status quo. Got me? Yeah. Right. So it's a beautiful wraparound cover by Steve Lytle. I always loved his work on the Legion. Yes. And yeah. on the cover, we have Monel. Saturn Girl, Dawnstar, Polar Boy, Lightning Lad, Ultra Boy, Phantom Girl, I think that's Star Boy, yep. uh, um, Cosmic Boy, Telus, Sun Boy, Timberwolf, Quizlet, and Block. And on the back is a reproduction of what appears to be the Computo story. Yep. Mm, yep, yep, that's definitely what it is. Yeah, with Ultra Boy, Saturn Girl, Super Boy, Lightning Lad. Monel, Invisible Kid, Cosmic Boy, Light Lass, Colossal Boy, Brainiac Five, Duo Damsel or Triplica Girl, depending upon <laughs> when in the story this takes place, <laughs> and Chameleon Boy. So there you go. So that's kind of a, a neat thing to see. I love it when uh, more modern writers go back to redo that story in a more modern style. It's fun. So we open up, and there is Marilla Tao. She is a uh, newscaster in the 30th century at this point, and she actually had a little fling with Timberwolf. That's right, and we saw her in Legion of Three Worlds, did we not? Yeah, right I believe we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, she pops up every once in a while, and she is going to be taking us through the history of the Legion, and she goes through very briefly. Um, yes, there was um, an ambush of Mr. Brand, and Cosmic Boy and Lightning Lad stopped it with the help of Saturn Girl's warning. And then, lo and behold, Brand founds the Legion. Da 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 da. And there we go. We have our three founders. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. And then, in very short order, Phantom Girl and Triplicate Girl jo- join the Legion, apparently attracted by the media attention of the group. So yeah. that would make them the Paris Hiltons of their day, I guess. Oh, no, you did not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, so. snap. But, but you know, and here's, here's where we can sort of compare and contrast, right? I mean, this so far, with the exception of, uh, of, of how Duel, Duel Damsel joined, you know, not that different from the way they, what they did in the, in the reboot. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, that, that is how the founders got there. They just kind of fleck, fleshed out that. That, that little period of time. Yeah. yeah, basically, instead of just the two panels of them on the ship, it was we we learned sort of why each of them was there, yeah. and um, you know, so so I mean, you know, Phantom Girl again, it's 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 more fleshing out of that, but uh, but certainly for uh, Dual Damsel being Brand's assistant, that was kind of a neat and and easy way to get her there as well. Exactly. And then we move on, and we have Chameleon Boy as the first alien-looking member of the Legion. And being a Durlin, they were like, oh, we don't know if we trust him or not. Ooh. But then they you know, brought him on, and he became the leader of the espionage squad, and that's wonderful. And then Colossal Boy joined, followed by Invisible Kid. And all this is fairly um, cut and dry in Legion history. And then we see a flashback to the uh, tale that was told right after the Great Darkness saga of the the Legion versus the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, the the uh, the universe file. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, Ron Vidar, uh, <laughs> Ron Vidar's daddy getting zapped quite handedly by <laughs> Lightning Lad right there. Kaboom! Oh yeah, in the face. Mm-hmm. And we see a little uh, Brainiac Five action there with Circadia Senius. 
and Professor uh, Huxton there at the Time Institute, and Brainy joins along with Superboy and Ultra Boy. You notice the omission, folks. Yes, that's right. That, yes, that makes girl. this. Yes, there that is makes that no very, Supergirl. Very ah. clearly post-crisis, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it. clearly post-crisis story here. So Ultra Boy, uh, we we see the the founders go back to the the past and confront Superboy and get him to join, and basically we see kind of the same sort of story with Ultra Boy and Superboy implied there with Marla in the background as as a. As how Ultra Boy joined the Legion, that doesn't appear to have changed much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Starboy, the same story. He went through the the uh, tail of a comet and got his powers. Um, Shrinking Violet joined afterwards, and then Sunboy joined in rather quick order, and then finally Bouncing Boy was elected member. And I think I think it's funny that Bouncing Boy and Matter Your Lad joined in between the most powerful member of the Legion at the time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. We have to sandwich Monel in between two really absurd people. Okay, fine. So we have Bouncing Boy, then Monel out of the Phantom Zone with the help of Brainy and Saturn Girl there in that panel. Mm-hmm. And of course, Matter Your Lad, Muncha, Muncha, Muncha's through just about everything there. As he's having lunch with Invisible Kid and Cam and Prody. Mm-hmm. And then the next page, we see that Lightning Lad is the first... Legion Death mm-hmm. from Zaryan the Conqueror. And we see the subs form. We see Trom explode and Element Lad come to join the Legion. We see Lightning Last take her brother's place and we see the resurrection of Lightning Lad. And in short order, Dream Girl appears to take care of that whole duplication of powers issue. And we see the first inkling of the Time Trapper come upon the legion well it's the second time he's mentioned in this because of course they yeah. mentioned him with superboy and we'll get into that we'll, we'll get to the end of this section and then we'll talk a little bit about the pocket universe for those who aren't aware of it and then we see the um legion versus the heroes of lalor on the next page and we see lone wolf come about and make his first appearance and then dynamo boy joins the legion <laughs> and what, what now? dynamo boy Oh, right. And he basically expels every Legionnaire. <laughs> he was one of those uh, agents of Time Trapper, wasn't he, Paul? Correct me if I'm yes. wrong. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. He's the one who gets marooned into the future and no one cares and he's never seen mm-hmm. from again. And the Legion of Supervillains makes its presence known. And we see Starfinger as well come into the uh, Legion villain canon. Oh, and looking, Glorath has made Legion babies. And Beast Boy from the Heroes of Lalor goes insane and dies. And then Brainiac 5 creates Computo, and Computo kills one of Triple Girl's selves, and she becomes Duo Damsel right afterwards. Starboy kills a man in self-defense and is expelled from the Legion and sent to go join the substitute heroes where Dream Girl is there waiting for him. Woohoo! Then we see the... Are those the Moloids there? I'm sorry. Hang on a second. No idea. It's just Superboy, Monel, and Ultra Boy whooping some butt there. They look like I think Nando Arhante, who created a yeah. This was the uh, the um, the chain gang chain gang of the Legion. Oh, the Stalag in space. Stalag in space. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, and then we see how the Coons are going to invade Earth, and the Legion elects four new members: Nemesis Kid, Pharaoh Lad, Karate Kid, and Princess Projectra. 
And that's, that's the history of the Legion, well. yeah. part one. Sorry, so uh, Dynamo Lad actually, or Dynamo Boy, actually, he, he no, it wasn't a, a time trapper thing. It was just space uh, pirates put him up to it or something, didn't yeah, they? Oh, was yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. The, was it Command Kid then? One of them was... We'll the find out shortly. I, yes, we will, I suppose. So in the back of all the who's who's in the Legion, they actually have who's who files on characters. And we're going to start with Scott's favorite, Absorbency Boy. Yay! He, I think he was a bounty hunter. Oh, uh, uh, see? Uh, <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Did he dress like uh, a lumberjack? <laughs> only on the weekends. Amen. Uh, Goodness. Well, Absorbency Boy, Kurt, Nidra of Earth. And this just goes to show you that no character is minor in the right hands of a hero. Well, no character is too minor to be revamped. To be revamped and become something really special. Exactly. They, they took something as lame as Absorbency Boy. And, and oh. <laughs> no. So awesome. No, come on. Ser- seriously, read that, read that original story that he was in. And I know. He was, was not. Sad. He was not like. Oh, this. This is going to be some really great character, and and even if five years ago someone had said we need a villain for the Legion, and and they'd said, hey, how about Absorbency Boy? Everyone had been. Uh, no, we need a villain for villain, the Legion. A real villain. Perhaps you, know? you didn't hear what I said, and so Absorbency Boy would not necessarily be your first go-to. And but he has blonde-haired and blue-eyed, so. He he fits the Aryan Captain Nazi. Profile, oh, without so. a doubt, without a doubt. But he uh, he actually, you know, Tyrock beat him. Oh. <laughs> it's just the way you said that. <laughs> well, come on, it's Tyrock. Shut your mouth. Um, no, I mean seriously, he was so he was he was of course rejected for Legion membership because his power depends on the presence of other superpowered beings. Uh-huh. So he, he goes to get revenge because the Legion overlooked him in favor of Tyrock. See, but that's kind of lame. I mean, if you're in the Legion of Superheroes, there's always going to be super beings around. <laughs> a, a Legion of them, in fact. A, a, a veritable Legion, yes. <laughs> but see, that was the cover story, remember? In the new revamped version, he was rejected due to his personality. Right, due to court. his personality defect. Right? His well, defects yes, of being, yes. you know... So he joins a training exercise that's meant to test Tyrock's abilities um, and takes over a cam- by taking over a camouflage suit worn by Superboy and Sunboy, thus gaining both of their powers. But Tyrock defeated him. There you go. Well, super hearing. I mean, you know. Well, happened. yeah, exactly. He borrowed super hearing. I mean, that's that's going to be a problem. Oops. So, um, another one of note here, uh, they mention Anrid. What is an Anrid? Well, Anrid is obviously a play on Anne Rand. Mm-hmm. Ayn Rand, yeah. Ayn Rand, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, she was uh, a former schoolmate and girlfriend of Ultra Boys who grew up to become a criminal. And so, she basically did this whole thing uh, to lure um, him, Ultra Boy, home to Rimbor so he could be captured by Pulsar Stargrave. Ah, Pulsar Stargrave. So Stargrave um, double-crosses her, and she gets murdered. And, um, and Ultra Boy is framed. See? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, because that's what happens to Ultra Boy. It's a frame job. They start exactly. calling him stupid. 
You just want Josh to yell at you, don't you? I said they start calling him stupid. I didn't say I would. <laughs> nice save, sir. Nice save. It's all them. Those guys, they. Indeed. Then we have Animal Lad. Wasn't he the... Uh, Hold on. Adventure 331. So he, uh, yeah. this was with the, uh, where he, he tried to the- join. And of course, this was when Dynamo Boy. Um, oh, yeah. He was like the only good candidate to come up for tryouts. And he was like, oh, you're too good. Forget it. Yeah, his so- innate incorruptibility. Aw. So oh, sad. Yeah. So he became a game warden and a pretty sucky one at that because the Legion's always being called to keep animals in their pens. <laughs> escape so. zoos. Yeah, it's animals <laughs> escaping from the zoo. Um, Antenna Boy. Now, he, oh, was yeah. one of the, he was one of the guys who couldn't quite make the subs. <laughs> yeah, he's in the auxiliary of the subs. <laughs> auxiliary, that's pretty... Uh, oh, and then, and then the okay. five years later, he becomes a news broadcaster, I believe. Yeah, up exactly. The hero thing, so... Then there's Antonio Stefanacci, and uh, he he of course appeared right at the beginning of the uh, the Great Darkness uh, saga, otherwise and, known as Doctor Strange. Yeah, basically, and uh, so he he showed up there. Um, um, he ran and basically was sort of in Mega California. Um, that that was where, where they found where his museum was, and of course that is that museum is meant to be built on the site that the uh, the Magic Palace is in in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and uh, and and actually if you've uh, read the current Zatanna series, um, the soon to be late lamented Zatanna series, um, his ancestor appears in that. And mm-hmm. she's a she's a friend of Zatanna's, and Zatanna's has done some work for her uh, quite frequently in that series thus far. Cool. Yep, he kind of looks like Doctor kinda... Strange with Wolverine's hair. Yeah, yeah, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Who's this horny guy here? Well, that's me wanting a smartphone. No, the other Fine. one. Oh, um, Armageddon, and he was in Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl's wedding, and he kidnapped really? R.J. Brand. Well, he wasn't a part of the wedding. He was just oh. a villain that shows up to crash the wedding. You know that. Oh, I that see. Old, okay. He wasn't like the best man or something. God, no, no, he's nothing like. <laughs> Got really not, drunk, made like a bad that. speech, tried to kidnap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know he. Hey, I'm going to kidnap Duo Damsel. I want a three way later. Okay, yeah, okay. He, he he hit on the you know he hit on the bride. He doesn't get invited back. Nah. That's right. And he killed himself with his own gun. So what does that tell you? So file away for incompetent. Oh, and now we, we have the man with no armpits. Yes. Okay. How does this guy work? I, I don't understand. You how got this. me. You got me. I don't know how just his armpits disappear. <laughs> I don't. <get> that. <laughs> That's like really weird. It's so, very so bizarre. So this is At- Atmos, and uh, he appeared um, sort of midway through, actually exactly midway through the Baxter run, mm-hmm. um, and he was a champion of Xanthu. Uh, which means that you know uh, that that means you're guaranteed that he caused all kinds of trouble for uh, for Starboy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, he was basically the ruling tribune, just to determine that since um, Starboy had left the planet, they needed to develop a new resident superhero. So they found this guy. He was a former child actor. There, there's some problems right there. Oh, oh God, yeah, and amateur athlete, and. Um, so they figured, hey, he's known and popular and likely to survive the procedure. 
So the idea Danny was Danny Bonaducci needs some superpowers. Yeah, it, yes, <laughs> yes. That would be the reality show that they did to uh, to make this happen. That's mm-hmm. right. See, we've already rebooted this very well. Um so uh, anyway, so they tried to duplicate the uh, the accident that had given Starboy his temporary powers. That you know the the whole uh, yeah the whole tale of the whole tale of the comet powers. Uh-huh. And um, it, anyway, the experiment was uh, unstable. Did not give him the expected powers. Um, so anyway, he was named uh, Atmos, and they, they housed him in high style, gave him the best promotion they could provide. And uh, so basically, like, he's totally a reality TV hero. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. You know, this, this, so then, then what followed after, uh, after that was, was his version of The Hills. And um, <laughs> so uh, he had this public appearance pro- program and holivized uh, battles that endeared him to the Xanthian people, and the whole planet was saddened when he was stolen away, hypnotized, and incarcerated by Universo. Hypnotized. Hypnotized. So yeah, that, for- that forced Tom to leave the Legion and go be the hero of Xanthu, and yeah. you know, then Nura met Atmos in the Universal Universal Project, and well, there you go. Bad Atmos. Um, anyway, so he, of course he had uh, an imposing physical size and an unnerving appearance, and as as we mentioned, like basically from his bicep up and down through his pectorals, uh, he's invisible. Just At least we assume it's invisibility. It may just be that that stuff don't exist on him. Maybe. I don't know. Never so seen he, him in civvies, so, you know. He had several nuclear-based powers. You know, he they came up with him in the, uh, you, you know, mid to late 80s. Yeah. nuclear. Yeah. Very Captain um, Atomy. Yeah, they included flight, greatly enhanced strength, and a special inhibitor field, which gives him partial invulnerability to both physical and energy attacks, and the ability to survive exposure to interplanetary space without a transuit. He also had the ability to protect nuclear bolts from his hands, and the bolts could melt metals or metallic compounds and generate an electromagnetic field capable of disrupting electronic machinery. Dang. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of a Captain Adam. He also has another power that's not listed here. Which was? Super date rape. Super date rape powers, yes. Super roofies. Super roofies. (laughs) It's true. We'll get to that story eventually. Yes, yes, he did. The reason why Universal kidnapped... He didn't just buy them? The reason why Universal kidnapped Atmos was because of his latent psychic powers. Oh. So what, he had like uh, Star Fox-style powers? Well, he kind of, he kind of seduces Dream Girl in a way, and Dream Girl realizes it's happened long after it happened, and she kind of gives him a swift. Gives one. him what for? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah, and then well. goes back to the Legion. So fair enough, like you do. Okay, and here's one where they get into the the backyard barley circus. <laughs> What? We didn't oh, go too man. far to change the Barnum Bailey, did we? <laughs> no, no, not at all. And and now. Here's the thing. So this this actually happened right after uh, Superboy left. Um, So in the uh, and this this is pre-crisis, of course, this is uh, but the story was kept in canon. And we're going to talk a little bit about the pocket universe as as we describe the uh, the circus. Um, But right around then, um, 
they took Superboy out of the team and uh, started up his own series, and that was the Carrie Bates, Kurt Schaffenberger, uh, New Adventures of Superboy. And now the Legion were in their own book. So they had been it had been Super in, Superboy and the Legion of Heroes for about uh, what uh, fifty eight issues, I think it was, or maybe it was around one ninety seven that that started. Um, I think it was still Superboy featuring the Legion of Superheroes at that point. I think it was 198 or so when it switched over. Yeah. And uh, so it was like starring the for a while, and then it became sort of officially and the. And uh, so you had uh, Superboy was, you know, basically often a part of the book, even when there was no real reason to do so. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of pulled him out. So you had just the Legion of Superheroes. And... um, and so that was two, issue 259 was the first official issue of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that showed Superboy flying through the rainbow time stream back home and could never come back. Until um, they and, needed him. Well, yeah, for, for about 20 odd issues. <laughs> yeah. For the Reflecto saga, 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 saga. Don't, don't you be spoiling nothing. <laughs> um, so in the following issue, we had the... Backard Barley Circus. Hold on, hold on, you're getting onto me for spoilers from 1981. Oh please. Okay. Um, yes. We just haven't done that. We <laughs> just, just have. Yeah. Yes, yes, we haven't done that story yet, and we will. It hasn't happened for us in our personal continuity. Oh, that's it. right. There you have it. So yes, they had this whole circus of of super powered creatures, and it was not their finest moment. No. It's it like having the Legion fight moment. the circus from crime. It is exactly, exactly like that. Like that. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, so let's talk Superboy for a second. Okay. For those who, who don't know the whole, the whole scoop with, with Superboy and his relation to the Legion. Um, of course, back in the day when Superman used to be Superboy, so pre-crisis, of course, you know, he became Superboy at eight years old. And... Um, in 1929 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And that was sort of a sliding timeline. Although, um, as, as was pointed out to us very early on, in fact, Superboy was stuck in the 30s for a, a lot longer than he should have been. Yes. Yes, he was. Um, you know, as Much Super- like Tom Welling was stuck being a Superboy. For my- <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously. For way, way longer than way, he should. See, because the, the way to look at it is if, if, Super- if Superman pre-crisis was always sort of permanently 29 years old, that was what they always said, yeah. um, then you had, you know, sort of 15 years before, you know, there's your Superboy time frame. And uh, so as that as that sort of kept moving forward, Superboy still stayed back. Basically, if you looked at, at any of the Superboy stories, even from this from the seventies, you know, so so basically you'd still you'd be looking at he should have been in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't ent- really until that uh, the aforementioned uh, New Adventures of Superboy that they really started keeping up with the time the time frame. Um, it was sort of back and forth a lot before that. Um, but but often uh, he was stuck in the thirties, so you had you had this Superboy, and he was the one where the legion, the, the three legionnaires, as we mentioned, came back to see him, and they lured him uh, with them to try out for their club, and um, you know he, he went with them and got hazed, and uh, they, you know that was mercilessly, yeah, advent, that's Adventure two forty seven right there. And so, you know, he became a member of the team and kept joining and, uh, and basically, uh, you know, going there to hang out with them and to, uh, to, to fight with the team. 
So when uh, when the crisis happened, John Byrne took over Superman. And he decided that, you know, basically... In his infinite wisdom. Yeah, a dark day in Legion history, folks. And there was, you know what, there, there are some great stories that came out of Byrne's Superman run. So there were. Lest there were. people think I'm, I'm just bagging on, on his Superman run, there's a lot of it I love, but... Yeah, there's a lot of it that in, you know that I look back on now, and it's like, well, yeah, seemed unnecessary. Exactly. Well, um, I mean, his thing was Superman didn't become Superman until he went to Metropolis and became Superman. He was not exactly. Superboy at all. He was never Superboy, and that's never that's the Superboy. most important part for the Legion, and that's the part that really wreaks havoc. So, um, because as we are seeing, Supergirl no longer on the table. So yes, yes, exactly. Now. So what happened was um, Paul Levitz uh, needed to come up with a solution. I've got all these stories I've written with with Superboy, he must have thought, and I need to find a way for Superboy to exist in this universe, yet never has, has grown, never to have grown up to be Superman. So what he did is he came up with the pocket universe. So the idea was that the Time Trapper had created this, basically this universe sort of in a different dimension, um, literally, a, you know, a sort of a dimensional pocket because it couldn't be sort of an alternate Earth because that was... Nope, 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 not allowed, not allowed, no, 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 yeah, exactly. So, so they couldn't do it that way. So they had, so he created this pocket universe. And so basically what this was, was it was the time trappers way of manipulating the creation of the Legion. Um, and this came down to a war between the time trapper and Mordru. Right. And, you know, we covered a bit of this when we did the five year later Legion, we talked about sort of what, what led to this. And so the, the Time Trapper was basically looking for a way to keep uh, Mordru in check. And he figured that these super-powered kids would be able to do that. So what he did is he basically engineered this to happen. So he created this pocket universe, and that was where they drew inspiration. And, um, you know, that and was... That's, the, yeah, that's where you see all the Smallville characters. Insect Queen, Pete Ross, yes. On Pa, everybody who existed in a Legion story that had some connection to Superboy and Smallville existed in this pocket universe. And I guess by extension, we could say the Supergirl did too, but that was never addressed. So it was sort of, but oh, sort of, that's kinda, what, that, and but, that's where it gets really messy. Yeah. So, so let's just, just focusing on, on Superboy himself. Um, so basically at some point, um, Actually, around Legends, so just about a year after Crisis, Cosmic, Cosmic, Cosmic Boy, Boy goes back. He had a mini series, and um, in that he met Superman, and Superman, of course, did not recognize him. Well, he so, wasn't wearing the bustier. Well, that's just it. That's just it. He was just pretending not to recognize him because he did know about the bustier. Yeah, he was in public. <laughs> Come on. So. Naturally, <laughs> uh, this was confusing, and so so the Legion uh, eventually discovered this this pocket universe, and um, and 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 that Superboy died to save the universe. Yes, yes, he did. 
and and, and, I'm, and I'm oversimplifying that because we will get to that story because that oh, yeah. oh, that's a great story. Well, that was Matt's first story. That was yeah, that exactly. Story. So we will definitely be getting into that at some point. Oh, yes, Scott, you'll will. love it. You'll love it. It's uh, it's it crazy. is a beautiful story. Yeah, it really is. It is, and then and later on in in Superman, he actually again went back to the pocket universe, and uh, that was where he picked up the shapeshifter um, Supergirl. And really, the less said about Matrix, that the better. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Although, although Peter David made some magic with it later on. Um, I like Peter David. Peter David can take almost anything and make. Yeah. Make it he made, he made a really good series out of that, and I, when I was as I've been cataloging all the long box stuff, I found that, and of course there is an issue with Comet's story. Oh, oh. oh. so um, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. <laughs> anyway, the the so so that's sort of a, a simplified version of the pocket universe. So in other words, it wasn't the same universe, and this was the whole thing where they basically took that out of play when they did the uh, the Monel reboot in uh, five years later. Um, you know, so so that was more of a straight line uh, I- I influence, and. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the pocket universe solution was kind of akin to what they did in Justice League by saying Black Canary filled in for Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. It, essentially, it, you know, he he had come up with this solution, and then of course it was well, we can't have any reference to Superman at all in it. And yeah, and so, so they even when, had to get rid of the pocket universe, and that was when they got forced into uh, into doing the Monel continuity punch. Yeah, and that that's when things got ugly, 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 ugly. So, yeah. Nasty, nasty continuity. So, I mean, with these solutions, some cool stuff came out of them. So, yes. so I'll, yes, I'll give that. Did. But, but it was the having to do them in the first place that that you know it was chafes. And this is yeah, and this is kind of amusing that we're talking about this since DC's getting ready to quote unquote relaunch. Don't dear, don't dare call it a reboot. No. Don't, don't even think about it. It's a relaunch of some characters and others not so much. So, yeah. Well, Su- Superman's Superman seems to be getting the ground up treatment. Yeah. So is Wonder Woman. So yes, yeah. a couple other people. But now, now the thing Batman, is, Green Lantern. Not right now. No, they're doing and, well. And, and here's what's they're interesting: because Superboy has been, you know, they they went through great pains to bring Superboy back to the Legion origin. You know, to bring Superboy back as the inspiration, to bring him back as a member, essentially. Yes. So, um, and there was even a reference when someone asked about if Kent Shakespeare would ever be coming back. They're like, no, we already got a guy named Kent in on our team. Right. Mm. So, which basically makes the pocket universe story kind of apocryphal at this point, kind of. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, know, that dragons exist there. So, you know, that was part of, uh, of, of Superman, of the Superman secret origin series was they brought the, you know, the, the, younger version of of superman into the legion as a member so they basically said yeah you know it's it's just like it's just like old times you know pocket universe schmocket universe we don't have to worry about that anymore <laughs> until i got so, a universe in my pocket Woo-hoo! so we'll see what happens with that now you know will they get re- will will superman again be removed from the uh, legion mythos no we'll see we'll see 
I wouldn't um, think so. Jeff Johns was responsible for bringing him back, and Jeff Johns is pretty much responsible well, for it. And, well, and they went through great pains to it. I mean, that was one of the big things that they talked about was was how important it was to bring Superboy back to that. You know, Didio uh, was talking about that as well. So it would seem strange that when they've both made such a point of it. Uh-huh. To, to go back and, and recant that now seems like, why? Yeah. Why, why would you even bother? So, Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, hey, at least Legion's in good hands to be able to do some kind of uh, uh, pocket universe trickery should it need to happen. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, sir. Indeed. So right. mo- moving on, we have Ben Perez. Or Perez or Perez or whatever. I always forget Perez. Perez. Yeah. And he was the thief who who uh, taunted the Legion into thinking that he would steal oh, the God, miracle yeah. machine. Yes, indeed. So. And He's they, they an awesome porn stash. Doesn't he though? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. He tried to Our steal the miracle machine, and um, the heroes tried to destroy it so they could keep it from him. But of course, they couldn't damage it because you know. It's the miracle machine. And here's the thing: then you know, it, it took them a while for it to occur to them that, hey, why don't we just ask the miracle machine to catch him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duh. And then we have the blackout boy, one of the spies of Mura. Mm, spies, another Legion trader, folks. Take a drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. And blockade boy, who was uh, one of the chain gang guys, and he actually. Um, was killed by protecting Matter Eater Lad. So, oh. hey, he was so doing sad. Some fine work, though. Fine work, sir. Fine work. Mm-hmm. And on the next page, we finally get our first Legionnaires in this. We have Block and Bouncing Boy. Oh, yeah. Full pages. Mm-hmm. So, Block, 7'2, 975 pounds. That Dang. is a lot of rock to move, people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, Block is another guy. His, his origin changed. Had nothing to do with the crisis. It changed, you know, its changes were all before that. But he first appeared in uh, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes 253. And he was a part of the League of Super Assassins. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that his original origin was quite different from what it, what ended up uh what it ended up being changed to because we got through this whole thing about uh, the people of Dryad where, you know, basically originally we were, we were told that, uh, that he had been turned into this hideous monster uh, yeah. by, by the Legionnaires. It was all their fault, you know, and basically the Legionnaires had tried to save their planet and, um, um, and something had gone wrong with it. And um, so they they were basically commissioned by the uh, the dark man to uh, to to attack the legion, um, mm-hmm. I, I, and so as it turned out, no, that's not what happened. Actually, Block was you know one of these sentient rock beings from the planet Dryad, and uh, the other members of the League of Super Assassins ended up being um, evil. Um, well, yeah, yeah, they were they were, <laughs> they were all evil, but they they ended up being uh, colonists on on. Uh, on Dryad, for lack of a better word, and um, so the, you know, the Dark Man convinced them that the Legionnaires had been responsible for the destruction of their planet, and uh, so um, uh, then he, he he got better. Yeah. Long story short, he finds out he's being bamboozled and turns yeah. against the LSA. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and of course, Bouncing Boy. What more can be said? I love nothing. Bouncing needs to be said. Skiving off work, 
Drinks a magical potion and away he goes. Drinks the wrong soda pop at the yeah. game there. Yeah. Gets bouncing powers. Ah, uh, Ty Templin. Hmm. And Brainy 5 on the next page. Sporting that purple. Look at that. Look that, at the waving that, that hair. I know. The purple jumpsuit and that Sean Cassidy hairdo. Look at that. That's yeah. I love that suit. That is my favorite Brainy suit right there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that, so this would be the one, of course, that he had through mo- most of the Baxter run. And really from, from, from the when beginning. Giffen came on. <laughs> and Well, it was it went through some variations, though. Yeah, and, some. Uh, but yeah, this but those were mostly, you know, artistical. They, they were tweaks. little little tweaks, exactly. Yeah. Um, but they meant they referred to Vrildox II sec- uh, defeating the computer tyrants who ruled Kalu in the late 20th century. And, of course, this was before... Uh, we knew Vrildox II as the Vrildox of L-E-G-I-O-N. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Um, then, yeah. we have, then, we, then we have a character named Bounty. Now, this is not the Bounty that we saw in the five-year-later run. <laughs> the quicker not at up. all. No, no. Um, and, um, yeah, he, he, he looks more like Gene Simmons, actually. He really does. Doesn't he, though? Um, and so this one appeared for the first time in uh, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes 234, and he was the son of some rebels and um, yeah, grew up on a colony planet, etc., etc. Um, you know, and this, this is very different from the, uh, the bounty that we would end up getting in, uh, in the Five Year Later that was kind of an amalgam of this entity and Dawnstar. And, uh, and actually... Anyone who uh, listened to our interview with uh, Tom Beerbaum the other week uh, on his blog, um, uh, it's okay, I'm a senator. It's okay, I'm a senator. Yeah, so that's it's okay, I'm a senator. Livejournal. Um, you can actually read about Bounty, uh, the uh-huh. five year later Bounty, and sort of what they were originally intending to do. And it, it's it's really neat because it's, it, it you know what ended up on the page isn't quite what they'd planned, and they were they were going to go further with it later on, but then everything changed. And you know Keith laughed, and that and that made it a bit more of a challenge to do. Oh, no doubt, so, no so. doubt. Um, <laughs> we have Calamity King. Oh no! Yes, yes, the Mister Bill of of, uh, of 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 Legion Land. Um. So he, of course, had the ability to spontaneously cause stress factors in factra- fractures in structures, bodies, and psyches, and so he was a bit of a defeatist. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically Scarlet Witch without the sexy legs and the control of his powers. So there you have it. That's, Craziness. that's no good. That's no good. Uh, we so, have, hey, tell good. me something. Yeah. Tell me something. Sure. Who wrote Legion of Superheroes 277? I think that was Jerry Conway. Yeah. Oh, Jerry Conway. What are you doing? Um, Bactra? Really? Captain Bactra? <laughs> yeah, if not Conway, it would have been Conway and Thomas because that's right around well, that's when That's right in that era. Yeah, that's that's right when because what happened was Conway started the Reflecto Saga. 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 And um Yeah, and 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 then, uh, and then Roy Thomas took over. So this would have been sort of in the changeover. I, I think that was still a Conway book, y'all. I think you're right, Darren. I think so. Yeah. His name have- looks like a camel, and his name is Camel Bactra of Dromedania. Can we get any more on the nose than that? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, he's Camel Cameldon the- from Campbellford. 
go go look that one up in the Wikipedia's kids. Camelback draft. <laughs> Have fun with that one. So awful. And then Captain Frake down there looking very stylish. No relationship. We discussed this before the show with Jonathan Frakes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Are you sure? Um, well, because yeah, at the time, he was, well, then again, at the time, he was out playing uh, uh, Captain America at comic stores, wasn't he? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. But it lo- this looks nothing like Jonathan Frakes, folks. Okay? No. <laughs> it's a, lo- a lot less hair here, so... And she was a space pirate, R, and she uh, had one mentally uh, dazzled Ultra Boy on her crew for a short time. Mm. That's all we'll say about that for now. Yes, that's right. We do not want to spoil anything. (laughs) Uh, The next page, Chameleon Boy and Chemical King. Who's Chemical King? Anything we want to say? Who's Chemical King? Shut your mouth. Okay. (laughs) So... I got a quibble here, though. About? They're trying to say he's only 140 pounds. Look at that dude. He is buff. That's yeah, he's, he's bigger than 140. 140 pounds. Well, five, seven, and 140. I guess they're saying he's short. And, well, he's and kind of short, sure, but. Yeah, he looks more like 170, 180. I'd there. say that, 175. Yeah, something like that, at least. So. But he's dead, so it doesn't matter, I guess. Yep. <laughs> He's a sta- maybe maybe they're referring to his statue. His on. statue as a hundred Shangala, <laughs> or his know. weight now that he's he's mostly decomposed. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but I love Cam's height variable, weight variable, eyes variable, hair none. <laughs> it's like yeah, okay. <laughs> he could make himself some hair, couldn't he? He could. You're or at does. least his skin would have the appearance of hair. Ooh, that'd be creepy. So, sorry, just uh, to back up, 277 was credited to Jerry Conway and Roy Thomas. So I think it ended up being sort of a plotted by, scripted by situation. And yes, that was right in the heat of the, that was right right at the beginning of the Reflecto Saga. 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 Um, And it was part two of a a little fight with Grimbor as well. Uh, Speaking of Grimbor, on the next page, (laughs) we get get a little Charma. Taking so that's sl- the chick that Grimbor was fighting over. That's right. Yeah. Taking mm. Slutty to a new level. There's Charma. <laughs> so, Why are your legs covered more than your torso? I, I don't get that, but okay, whatever. So, Hey, it looks like she's got the new Supergirl's boots. Um, it, it could be, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I think maybe Grimbor was a leg man, so she was trying to be a little alluring there so so her whole thing was that she had this hypnotic aura around her that basically made men love her and women women hate her yep and uh, this would prove to be her great power and her great point of control but also would prove to be her undoing yep Mm -hmm. they put her in the women's wing of Takron galtos and you can guess what happened kids yeah oh that's not nice well that's what happens when you can't turn your aura off so yep See, it wasn't her fault. She wasn't a slut. She was just misunderstood. Oh, no. Nah, she was a slut. Listen, oh, talk. No. All right. The chemoids. These were, oh. of course, created by uh, Dr. Mantis Morlow. Ah, Dr. Mantis Morlow. <laughs> the chemoids will get you. It's like a super friends villain. It very much the is. Chemoids like super, yeah. The chemoids are coming. The chemoids are coming. And then there's Circadia Senius. Mm-hmm. Of Pax Colony. And of course, we know him from the Time Institute, and he's actually been appearing quite a bit in the in the recent series as well. Right on. I hope Brainy doesn't figure out how to kill him. 
Yeah. Since he's a Brainiac never figures out how to kill people. It just sort of happens. That's true. (laughs) It's all an accident. Oops, sorry. Whoops. Sorry about the gaping chest wound. (laughs) Exactly. There's Colossal Boy. He grows big. Speaking of gaping chest wounds. Yes. And... (laughs) Oh! And then there is uh, Comet Queen. Oh, my We just went over her uh, origin uh, recently. Yeah, just a couple weeks ago, anyway. Um... What is up with this dude? Command kid. Oh my god, is he from Transylvania? No, I think that's supposed <laughs> to be white and it's poorly colored to look like flesh on on his Cuz yeah, it, it totally looks like he's rocking some sweet transvestite. Yeah, he, he's, he's looking like a little Tim Curry's about to come out of him at any moment. That's kind of frightening. Oh. <laughs> and he's from Taboo Isle apparently. So Oh, there you oh, go. See? Hello. Hello. Not helping. <laughs> Not helping at all. Poor command kid. Never went well for him. No. No, it did not. Hey, and then there's Computo. Computo and his new major domo mm-hmm. Jarvis snapper car outfit there. So, of course, as we know, um, Computo kind of messed everything up. You know, he created Computo. Computo kills uh, Duo Damsels, uh, one of one of Triplica Curl's bodies, making her Duo Damsel. And then we saw him come back in Legion Annual number one. The Mosby episode. That's right. <laughs> That's right, Mosby. Damn you, Mosby! And, um, and then after that, you know, it was kind of a, a, a considered a bad thing to use the computer circuitry. Um, and but, yet he could stop. And yes, he did. But, but what happened was Brainy was trying to cure... Uh, uh, Jacques' uh, sister Danielle, and uh, he accidentally awakened it again. Uh, but Oops. this time he was prepared. He had this crystal crystal globe with a master program to receive and contain Computo, and that captured it. And uh, they ended up using it as a uh, basically what he he rebuilt the Legion headquarters and now stand ter- serves as the at uh, this point serves as the servant and tour guide. Yep. And then we have the controllers. Boy. They kind of hover around Legion history. They're on the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They created the Sun Eater, so that's awesome. always fun. But the controllers are an offshoot of the Guardians of the Universe race, so they are they are ostensibly Owens, but they went down a darker path. So, I would be very surprised if they didn't factor somehow into what's going on currently. You think? Mm. With the whole Flashpoint stuff? Well, you, and it would make sense with just with the whole idea of the Owens and uh, and that and, and our guy in blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could very well be. Yeah, very well be. On the next page, we have Cosmic Boy. We all know him. Yeah. He's now dressed, and that's a good thing. <laughs> no, that, that pink is pale scarlet, people. Pale scarlet. That's what, you know, that color is. Then we have Bob Cohan of Earth, who is Crystal Kid. Yay, Bob! He creates crystals. Woohoo! <laughs> and uh, hey, Cosmic Boy was inked by a local boy. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Grant Sweet. Grant Mame lives around here somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he does like d- uh, a lot of design work now. But uh, yeah, he he you know he did some some work uh, at this point, and he also did like the Shield series for Impact. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. Very. Cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. 
Then we have Dagon the Avenger. Oh, <laughs> God help us all. I tell you, the 260s, the in, 260s in were a dark, dark time oh, for the Legion. It was just a bad time for villains in the Legion, folks. It's just, ugh. In, in retrospect, Dr. Mayville was like a highlight. Because <laughs> so. at least he's funny. Exactly. <laughs> so down below, we have the Dark Circle. Ooh, the Dark Circle. <laughs> and any comments, Paul, about the Dark Circle? <laughs> they look like Jawas. <laughs> it's not what I was going for, but okay. I know, I know, I know what you were going for. It does yeah. mention that the dark circle is exposed. Oh, hello! <laughs> uh, on the next page, you get to find out who some of the members are. They're on Tear and uh, Grilius, Grilgug, sorry, um, Horak, uh, Gorgoth, and Cyper, and then the rest of them are basically clones of them. Yeah. So it's really just five guys and then five a whole, dudes whole and a bunch, bunch of clones. clones. So it's kind of like um, Stormtroopers in a way. Yeah. Very much, yes. Hmm. And then we have Dark Side. We know all about Dark Side, don't we? Do we need to go through Dark Side? We so do not need to go through Dark Side. Okay. There's Next page. Wonk, there's a little bit of wonky anatomy in that Dark Side picture, I got to say. Oh, yeah. was it drawn by Liefeld? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that out loud? I'm bad. Hey, it's Keith Giffen. It's Giffen and Grant Mime. Yeah. Oh. I think the boot looks a little off. But I think it's the way he's positioned because the, the boot has a um, yeah, front the section. Ar- the other no, arm. no, specifically, but I'm, I'm speaking of it, the, the irregularities in the arm length. Yeah, the arms. Oh, wow. Yeah. Off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The, the one arm is, it seems to be like three inches longer than the other one. He needs, um, to, st- he needs to stand in a in a you know, by a curb. Yeah, yeah. something. something. <laughs> and on the next page, we have Dawnstar. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Rocking the half-breed look there, so. Yeah. And oh. then we have, we have Dev M, who is now David Emery of Earth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here was, here was a change. <laughs> okay, yeah. hold on. Pull up, folks, to the Kryptonian bus. We've got to talk about them again. <laughs> yeah, so so here we go again. Another thing that came out of um, a uh, John Byrne's ongoing quest to remove anything fun from the Legion, or from Superman, um, and in turn the Legion, um, was, was what he did was uh, said that, hey, you know what? Superman can't be the last son of Krypton if there's all these other Kryptonians running about. So no so, more. So, yeah, so Dev M could no longer be a, uh, a Kryptonian. So what they did is they kind of related it to that. And I don't remember where that, you know, was that only revealed in here or I guess that I was. I think it was just revealed in here. Yeah, because I'm thinking with Tails, we weren't quite there yet. Um, no, we, were, we weren't at Crisis yet. And I don't think yeah. Dev M appeared after Crisis. No, no. Well, not until uh, time and time again. Yeah. And again, the less, so said, was, about, the less yeah. said about Daxamite, uh, Dev M. Um, the better, yeah. Uh, it was just easier to explain it this way and then never bring him back into the world again. So, Yeah, so, it's, so basically they, they actually, his parents originally were from Titan. And, um, but they didn't have, uh, well, they, 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 were, they had no psychic talents. And so, but it turned out they were recessive carriers, and their son was born with uh, with with super strength, 
he was a big fan of stories of, of uh, Superman, and so when he reaches late teens, he decided to become a Kryptonian. And this sort of kicked in um, the pow- his, his psychic power, which refashioned his body's structure to make him Kryptonian, it, it, com- you know, completely with the vulnerability to Kryptonite as well. And, oh uh, wow! He That's joined. A good power. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you get, you take the good, you take the bad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and so so that's basically how they explained DevM's presence. So, born on Earth. Um, and I think that was more to sort of tie in the le- the Superman legends, mm-hmm. as it were, so that he would have a reason to to want to be like to want to be Superman. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's him. And then we have the Devil's Dozen, sort Which, of. Yeah, there's only six of them. So the Devil's Half Dozen is that more accurate? Maybe there maybe there are six more people that Paul Levitz can invent. <laughs> for a full dozen. Well, that was the whole thing uh, that, that, that Tom was saying that they tried to do was to finally give Evil O his his dozen um, in the in the um, uh, the uh, Tenzel story. Yeah. So yeah, you had Prince Evil O. You had the Hag, which who ended up, of course, being the White Witch. Uh, the Devil's Dozen also included Apollo, not the Apollo from Stormwatch or from no. the Authority or whatever. Well, Stormwatch now. Yes, Stormwatch now. Authority then. Um, Sugin, who was a big Viking-like dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, wild Sor- hun- he's a sorceress mutant. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. And uh, the Wild Huntsman, it was from also from Tartarus and uh, was a centaur. And Dr. Zan Orbal, who was the subject of one of... Evilo's first genetic experiments. Mm. Yeah. And, well, he did a lot of experimenting on people. In fact, he managed to solve some Legion plot issues <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. through his experimentation. He yeah. eliminated Matter Eater Lad's extra weight gain and bouncing, bo- bouncing or, boy's yes. powers. Yeah, restored oh, wow. bouncing boy's powers. And hmm. Yeah, he had nothing to do with the lightning lad's arm, did he? Yep. He's, it says it? here it he, says re- he did. He regrew Lightning Lad's um, yeah, there arm, we go. but you know, yeah, so was him. There you go. Well, but he you know, he, he, he was a protean. He could just uh, you know, Lightning Lad was prote by that point. He could just regrow it himself. That's true. Uh, then there's then you know some there's there's some people who who uh, by just saying that are uh, <laughs> um, Diamond Death from the yeah. Karate Kid series. Iris Jacobs of Earth yep. mm-hmm. in the 20th century. She was a Fancy. school teacher who scoffed at his story of being from the future, but she helped the handsome stranger find a place to live. By the time she realized his story was true, she had fallen in love with him and was determined to keep him there. Oops. I think oh. a certain princess had something to say about that, honey. Yeah. yeah. So. And then there's Dr. Gimmel. Gimmel oh, of Chakwa. Uncle, you know, the, what was it? Uncle to variable ladder. Father to yes. variable ladder. Yes, yeah. uncle to variable uncle. ladder. Yeah. So, um, of course, he, well, we, we love, we love Dr. Gimmel. I mean. Oh, yes. We do. Know, and he loves, almost as much as he loves his credit vouchers. He's like <laughs> Mr. Krabs. From, from, from SpongeBob, SpongeBob, yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. 
He he so needs a, a Scottish accent. He has he? a weak he has a weakness, but you know he's still a nice guy. Yeah, true, 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 true. And on the back page, they actually give you um, interlac, the yes. alphabet, and the current holo symbols of most of the active legionnaires. So there you go. That's lots of infotainment packed so, into one. Book. Yeah, well worth picking up. I mean these these are these are great and. Ironically, considering how hard they are to find, you can usually pick them up pretty cheap. That's true. And yeah. um, but but always handy to have on your Legion shelf, as it were. Oh yes, um, we refer to them often, believe it or not. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know Matt uses these for reference whenever he gets sketches. You know, yes, it's it, good for that. If nothing else. Yeah, it's a great go-to for that as well. And uh, and and yeah. So in, I mean, in this. They, they they were they were pretty comprehensive in dealing with the number of characters that they covered right up through uh, through the seven issues, uh-huh. and uh, you know you gotta love that they were able to do you know they were able to do seven issues just themselves. You know when you think of like you know for for the the so the, for the entire DC universe it took twenty six issues. Yeah, in the Legion, it took. Seven. <laughs> the Legion had to do it in seven issues. Well, mm-hmm. and, and that just shows you know how, how how big their universe was in in comparison. I mean, exactly the nature of having you know thirty odd active uh, team members makes that makes that a fact as well. Totally, totally, it does. But that's why we love the Legion. That's so huge. Exactly. So anyway, we thought we'd take a, a little break from uh, from the, the the you know the regular stories and just sort of go through some some history. You know, this is a good sort of jumping on point for uh, for people who are listening, and 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 it's kind of a good. I like to think of it as a as a hey, I want to know a bit about the Legion. Well, listen to this one because we've got some history here. You know, here's uh-huh. here's the basics of of how the Legion came to be, how the members came to join, and that sort of thing. So. There and then we go. get to talk about some weird, quirky characters that won't come up until their stories actually show up. So, yeah, yeah. And so this, here we go. This is, I guess, this was our reboot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are so not renumbering our no, podcast, no, we, we are not. We launch. Oh my gosh, what did I do? What did you do? It's a co-feature, not a backup. <laughs> uh, terminology. Uh, don't you love slicing those hairs, feature. folks? <laughs> but I, th- I think it's fun to go over this stuff to say, you know, we've been through how many reboots as Legion fans. This is nothing. And it, it appears that Legion's going to remain relatively untouched by this. So, yeah, no, uh, relatively untouched. There, there are still some questions about certain characters. You know, Supergirl's mm-hmm. costume has obviously caused some issues with people, I think. Um, either they love it or they hate it. So, yeah. So we'll we'll just... This is one of those things we just have to lay back, relax, and just enjoy the ride yep. until it gets here. Because and and, st- and to to that end, to a certain degree, I know that there's been some people concerned about the uh, the Levitt interview where he said that he's going to be focusing on some of the newer characters, and they're thinking, well, this means that we're never, you know, we're never going to see our regular Legionnaires. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. What we're uh-huh. going to do is we're ga- we're actually going to cover a story where this very thing happened once before. That's true. Mm. And um, so, uh, so we'll we'll start on that in the next in in next week or two, and that's going to be the um, what was what's it collected as, Darren? Um, the more things change, yes. the second Baxter trade. Yeah, so that so it, it, it is traded. So I think it's like seven to twelve. We were going to do. Mm-hmm. 
but they the new members don't join until 14 so oh so i guess it's a bit further than that then <laughs> it's a it's a wee bit further than they than they've collected but it makes sense to go up to when the new blood gets invited into the legion so yeah yeah, I so. believe. Let me let me pull my copy here. I've got it right here. So let me see when it ends. Uh, it ends with Timberwolf's trip to Lithol. Oh, oh, Scott, it's going to be sad for mm-hmm. you, man. Oh yeah, that's a sad one for Scotty. Yeah. Why? Well, you know he's fulfilling Karate Kid's will. Oh, sorry. Poor Karate Kid. Will he ever win? <laughs> no, not as long as Keith Giffen's writing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone got anything else for tonight? No, I think we're good. I do not think so. All right. Then. Sweet. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join us in the conversation on the forum. That is forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitters. We are LOSP Podcast. You can find us on the Facebooks just by searching in the little searchy, searchy box and typing in Legion of Substitute Podcasters. It brings you right to us, and you can join in a conversation there. <laughs> Barring all those things, you can head over to our website. That's legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode as you so desire. Or you could find me on Grinder one day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. With that. Wow. How I many totally times have we told you this isn't your own personal hookup line? <laughs> I, I, I totally derailed Paul there. Did you see that? He's well, hard to derail, but I just derailed him. Wow. Take with, a drink, people. Take a drink. With that, we <laughs> Scott and I, we're going to get in the time bubble. <laughs> leave Derek here. We're, we're trying to leave this dude behind, but we are going bastards, to take a trip. Bastards, you bastards. <laughs> we're going to take a trip back. You, you, you can hit your ride. There'll be one along any, any minute now. Any minute now. Some kind of booster's going to come by. the rainbow time Oh, booster? Booster's here? Oh, I'm so going with him. He's hot. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. It's a win-win. All right, we're going to hop into that time bubble, and we're going to head back to the 21st century, and we will see you all next week. You guys see the size of that chicken? 